What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good morning. You may or may not notice. I know you guys notice. You pay attention to the details. The background looks slightly different, and today's episode might be a little echoey. Why, you ask? We're only moving across the United States. So we had to pack our house yesterday, which means there's not very many things in the office anymore. It makes me think of the Grinch movie where he's like something about an echo. When my voice reverberates off the walls and comes back to me, and then he's like, I'm gonna whisper. That way you can't hear it. And it's like, you're an idiot. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. But we left a very important book. But we still left a plant. Yes. A plant and the Bible. And a book. And the Bible. And the Bible. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Somebody's going to say, that's blasphemy. That's what? It's our Bible. And today we are talking about getting happier. Mm. Which is an extremely broad topic and something that I believe... And I could be wrong, but I believe that everybody would like is more happiness. So today's conversation is how do we generate that and create that for ourselves, especially in a world so chaotic, so disconnected and wild? How do we cultivate our own happiness. Mm. So thanks for joining us. Let's begin with gaining clarity. What is happiness anyways? I looked it up. What is happiness? Happy. The feeling or showing pleasure or contentment. So everybody wants to be happy, but you know, it seems as if it's this like a golden pod that everybody's trying to chase. And from my own experience, I feel like, you know, it it doesn't matter what level of happiness you currently have. I think as humans, especially like high performers, we always strive to have more. I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but I know that that's about me. But, you know, a state of contentment, contentment. So shall we get to the mechanics? We broke it down. What should you implement? What does it mean to be content? A state of peaceful happiness. There you go. Willing to accept a particular thing satisfied. I don't even like that. I'm never satisfied. State of satisfaction. That's what I'm saying. Like the pot of gold. Like at least that's from my own life experience. This is the problem. What? This is the problem. We're defining happiness as an end destination. There was a commercial during the Super Bowl yesterday. I was watching bits and pieces while I was packing the kitchen. 
there was a commercial. What you company? were telling me Michelob Ultra. Oh, Michelob Ultra. Yes. Or Michelob. Yeah. And they were saying how like, it, does happiness only reside at the end? And they're showing, you know, elite human beings. I'm not talking about elite athletes. You don't get to the tippy top without being an elite human being. So the Serena Williams, the Tiger Woods, the Michael Jordans, you know, and they're saying is happiness only at the end when you win the championship or when you win the gold medal or when you, you know, reach this final point and it creates a certain amount of happiness to be in that place. But if you're not happy along the way, you never get to the place mm. because excuses will be far larger than anything you want to accomplish. And the fact that being content is in the word happy, I struggle with because I think, and maybe this is just personal, this is just for me, but I think a lot of happiness comes in, in the shitty journey. Not in the shitty journey. The journey's good, but in the shit storms that occur during the journey. Yes. Because those are the moments that create growth. Those are the moments that give you purpose to keep going forward. And that creates happiness. Not being content. That's like, I think of being content as like settling. Like, uh, I'm okay with this. I'm fine here. And any like elite person or somebody who wants more high performer is never content, satisfied with the work that has been done. Yes. And happy about it but always still wanting to be better, mm -hmm. striving for being better. Amen. Right? So, you know, we broke down the mechanics of what are some things that you need to implement in order to cultivate more happiness. You know, so the first thing that you should do is, again, when it comes to whatever it is that you're looking to pursue, you should always measure it. So currently, like on a scale of one to 10, define your level of happiness. One being like extremely depressed, 10 being riding on a unicorn in the clouds kind of happiness, right? So define where you're at with regards to that and then implement the mechanics that we're going to talk about today. So the first thing, you know, this journey called happiness, the first thing that you have to implement in order to pursue a state of happiness is this thing called gratitude, mm. which more often than not, people take for granted. This is something that we take very, very seriously. If you currently own our journal, there is a gratitude piece. Why exactly for that? Because here's the thing, you guys. If you don't learn to appreciate what you have right now, you will never learn to appreciate when you'll have more and also if you don't learn to appreciate what you have now your likelihood of attracting more of that is going to be slimmer mm. okay so like you know expressing and acknowledging contentment with what you have right now sets you up for bringing cultivating more of that and receiving more of that so that is step number one. Do you want to add anything with regards to gratitude? I was just thinking about what is the last thing that I took for granted? And I was like, it's actually a hard thing to like 
think about because when you're taking something for granted, you're not thinking about the fact that it's great that you have that thing. And I'm like, okay, the conversation in my head is, okay, well, are you not like, there's so many things that I take for granted every day. In my mind, it's difficult to be so, what's the word? Like when so many things are happening, like the granular stuff we take for granted every single day. I don't think it's fair to ask myself to acknowledge every single little detail of every single thing every day, because you can literally think for an, you could spend an entire day. I'm grateful for fresh air. I'm grateful that my uh, senses work well. I'm grateful I have shoes on my feet. I'm grateful for the dresser that holds my clothes. I'm grateful for my wife. I'm grateful for this cup of coffee that tastes delicious and makes my fireworks go off in my mouth when I have a sip. I'm grateful for the handle on this cup because ooh, if it's hot, then I don't have to burn my hand. I'm grateful for the mouse that moves the thing around on my computer because without it, I don't have no idea how I would get anywhere. I'm grateful, like the list goes on. You can literally be grateful for anything. And so to just stop and acknowledge a few things intentionally every single day brings you into that present state of awareness that look, I have these things and I'm acknowledging that I am fortunate to have this. I'm fortunate to have all of my limbs. Some people don't. Mm -hmm. So to stop and think about intentionally, hey, what are a few things that I'm grateful for each and every single day? Just generates this like immediate sense of like happiness, mm -hmm. right? Like, wow, it is really cool that I have access to this or that I am capable of this or yeah so much easier to complain I know that from my own just growth journey gratitude has been like a major element and I truly believe that when you practice gratitude wholeheartedly your level of happiness keeps on compounding regardless of what you have going on like and, and i'm really i'm saying this to you guys with so much humility and i hope that you know you take it to your own life and you practice it because i feel like life over the last five to ten years like somewhere in between that has only gotten better and better and better and better. And I'm not going to talk about like my entire journey over the past, you know, seven to eight years and like, you know, like all of the struggles that I've overcome, but like, it, it doesn't matter what you have going on, like what complications, difficulties, adversities, blah, 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 like gratitude will allow you to attract more of that and your level of happiness will only keep on compounding. Like, you know, the lives that we're living right now, you know, the impact that we're making right now, just like the harmony that we have with our intentions and our actions. It's just like six years ago, when I was packing up the office yesterday, I saw a note 
Did you go down memory lane? Of the first time that I wrote my vision and goals, which is six years ago. I found mine. I found one of mine from a while ago too. And you guys, like literally 90% of the things that I said have already like came to to fruition. I realized how unclear I was. And some of the things that didn't come to fruition are either because they're out of my control and it's still something that I'm pursuing or it is not relevant in my life right now. But like just going back to my old self six years ago, there's like to imagine where we are right now is like everything that I wanted back then, but 10 times more. Like, it's crazy. The relationship that I'm in, you know, the fact that we're married, the fact that, I mean, I said I live near a body of water in either California or upstate New York. Well, now we're going to Miami, which is even better, (laughs) right? So like, you know, like what I'm doing, I said that, you know, I have a career in the health and wellness industry and I no longer have to work at a bar at night. Like just hearing that, like, you know, like where I've come from, you guys, Mm -hmm. you know, like all these changes happened literally just by, you know, being as clear as I could be back then on what I want out of my life and being grateful for what I have. So many people just focus on, you know, all the problems that they have. And I'm like, any wonder why you're miserable? Any wonder why you're anxious? And any wonder why, like, you keep on attracting more problems? Wherever you go, there you are. I found some too. You know, when you're packing, you're like, what do I want to keep and what do I want to get rid of? So you start going down like memory lane. You're like, oh my God. And I'm reading through like different goals that I wrote out and things. And I'm like, happened, surpassed, surpassed, doing better then. Oh, still not there, but I believe it. And it's so cool to just be like, when you can look back too and see how far you've come. This is a topic of goals, but, you know, just sitting down and being grateful for the fact that you don't have to go to work at a bar at night because that wasn't an alignment with you. But even back then, when I had to literally walk three miles in the snow to go uphill both ways, I was still grateful. I was grateful because you know what? Like I could get paid by the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. So happiness, like being grateful is one of them. I would say giving back to other people is another one. Helping other people. Wait, and get, what? are you going off of the mechanics or are you just like... I'm just making shit up. Okay, great. Is that all right? That's fine. Is that okay with you, Gat? Can I just make shit up? <laughs> that is so Aaron-like. Great. It could be a part of one of the elements. Okay, great. Which element? Productivity. Productivity. So when you... How good does it feel when you have the ability to get, there's a, one of our mentors says there are three things you can give. You can give your time, you can give your talents, and you can give your treasures. Mm-hmm. Time is time. Talents are the things that you're good at. Treasures are uh, more monetary or Thanks. physical. Yeah, like um, objects. objects, like stuff. And so when you give a resource that you have to somebody without expecting anything in return, we do these shows, you guys, for you guys, Mm -hmm. but we don't expect anything from you 
all we wish is that you take it and you apply it and you become better, you become happier, you become more fulfilled. But when you give to somebody without expecting anything return and you see how that makes them feel, tell me you're not happy in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the element of having a sense of contribution. Yes. It's fulfilling. Or just helping other people, helping with whatever. Everybody wants to contribute. Let's dive into productivity. Like being a sense of contribution is great, but if you're just contributing to others and you're not, you know, doing what you got to do, then, you know, we're, we could hit a roadblock. So of course, contribution is a big thing under the umbrella of productivity, but doing what you have to do also in order to keep on moving forward productivity. So for example, let's say if you can contribute all day, but let's say, you know, if you shitty, if you skipped your workout, if you didn't do what you had to do, then, you know, are you going to be completely fulfilled? Well, even if you didn't take care of yourself and you gave to somebody else, you're still going to feel happy from that for a second. Are we talking about ultimate happiness? Yes. Because that is cultivating happiness. Productivity is productivity, you doing what you need to do for you. Contribution is you giving to other people. Remember, you can't give what you don't have. So one must come in front of, but contributing, I mean, so you're talking about productivity. So let's dive into that. But I think that productivity and contribution are just two separate pieces. Okay, so I added another one. Okay. So we talked about gratitude so far. The second one that we just talked about is contribution. So let's mm -hmm. just dive into the third one, which is productivity. You guys, one of the things that, you know, cultivate happiness is just overcoming tough shit in the process. It's not just by having it fall on your lap. And that's why we say when it comes to weight loss, it's not about the weight that you lose, but who you become in the process. Like, let's say, you know, after, let's say you're like four weeks into your weight loss journey. Let's say you joined the page four weeks ago and, you know, like you started doing the rise above, you're doing the burn zone, you know, you're watching, you're listening to our episodes and whatnot. And... The workouts are hard, but you're just, you know, you're still showing up, waking up earlier than normal for you is hard, but you're still showing up. And then you step on the scale and you're like, wow, the weight has gone down. That makes you feel productive. And that gives you a sense of accomplishment. But in order to be productive, it's not just by looking at, oh, this is where I'm at right now, but it's what, like acknowledging the things that you've overcome in the process. Because here's the thing, so many people, I would say like, you know, just like average society, like, you know, let's like you go to college, you go to work, and as soon as you start like being in the workforce, like all you think about is retirement and people think that, oh, once I retire, life would be blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is that, the death rate after retirement 
is actually so much higher because people are not being as productive and they feel as if they have less to contribute. So productivity actually is in direct correlation with regards to your longevity as well, because it gives you a purpose when you're being productive. You know, we're no different than German shepherds. Like ever seen the German shepherd, like when they have like a purpose, like something to protect, hunt, they will just, they won't stop. Us humans, we're no different. The problem is that most people don't know what they're after. So they have no, you know, there's no intentional forward motion. They're just kind of floating around. And that leads us to the next one, being in a positive environment. So before we go in a positive environment, though, I want to like talk about what does it mean to be productive, Mm. right? Now you can be busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody doesn't, nobody has time. Everybody's busy, but busy doesn't mean you're getting shit done. Mm -hmm. Busy means your schedule's full of stuff, whatever that is. Yeah. But what result was produced from you doing stuff? How productive were you in the time you were spending doing the stuff, right? Everybody's busy. Meanwhile, so many people are spending, you know, multiple hours just mindlessly scrolling through social media. Yeah. Not to say that social media is all bad, but there's definitely some discipline that's required when you're trying to be productive, but you're using social media. It's like, are you using social media to consume, 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 consume? How much are you producing? Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you can't scroll through a social media and like have some entertainment for a hot minute or, you know, go to podcasts that are like, I would say you're being productive if you're learning. Like this is a very productive thing to listen to on social media, but to be productive is achieving or producing a significant amount or result. So with all the things that you're doing, what is the result that's coming from that? Or are you just busy doing busy things? Mm. So that's how I would think about productivity is what result am I trying to accomplish today? And what are the actions that I'm taking to produce that result? I just created a formula. Oh, productive equals busy plus intention. Most people are busy. Very few people are busy with intention. And that's why most people are lost because they're busy in the wrong lane. Now, if you are taking action, but you are in the right lane, then now you're moving forward. You're not moving in. Don't know where you're going, land. You're actually getting ahead. Like that formula. I love it. Yeah, um, so productivity is super important. However, you know, I was actually, I want to share this with you guys. I was having a conversation with a friend yesterday at one point when I was packing yesterday and she's currently living with her cousin, you know, pretty new to the entrepreneurship world. So, you know, like she moved out of one state, moved over to the next, just trying to figure out where she wants to be in order to cultivate her level of productivity. So currently she's living with her cousin and, you know, we were talking about her cousin is just like, you know, more like the typical average person, you know, has a pretty stable job, overweight, 
just okay being okay. That's the perfect description. Okay being okay. She's just okay being okay. She's like... But I think most people deep down are not okay just being okay. Right. If we're being honest. Like you've got to be self-conscious if you're living that way. At least that's my thought. (laughs) But, you know, she's cooking clean meals and, you know, she's doing like all these like active things and, you know, just like, you know, being super intentional. Meanwhile, her cousin, you know, she has her corporate job. She leaves in the morning and comes home in the afternoon and, you know, like I was encouraging her to like, you know, start eating clean and working out like I'm making for her the meals. And she's like, but I'm just so busy. And she's like, are you kidding me? Like you come home at 5 p.m. And for the rest of the night, for like four or five hours, all you do is drink wine and watch Netflix. So you're not being productive. Like you're so busy. Most people who go to their work are not actually being productive. They have to do tasks. We all have to do tasks, whether they're positive or negative. That's just busyness. Now, productivity means that you're doing more tasks than normal that are actually helping you to get ahead. Is this thing moving me forward in the direction I want to go? Yes. Now, that doesn't mean that every single action you take has to be like, no, for productivity, for creating something. Like, I like to sit down and watch some mindless bullshit every once in a while because the productivity for me is turn my brain off. But the intentionality of that is so that I can stop thinking about all the things I always think about to give my mind a break. Mm-hmm. There's still intentionality behind me watching the TV. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily getting closer towards a goal. Mm-hmm. It just means that I want to shut this machine off for a hot second so it yeah. can reboot. Yeah. You know, sharing with you guys the story, this is actually a beautiful transition to the next point, which is positive environment. So now that she, you know, she stepped into her cousin's place she is making her environment better because she's obviously like inserting healthier habits, more positivity and, you know, that sort of thing. However, just because there is positivity around you, if your mind is not positive or if your mind is not open to accept, acknowledge and act, upon a certain level of productivity, then you're not really going to go anywhere. However, your likelihood of actually following through is so much less likely if you're not in a positive environment. Like there is no way in hell that, you know, like if she was not to live with her cousin, that her cousin would even eat clean or work out. Now she's trying, but she's not really getting anywhere because she didn't accept and acknowledge the fact that she needs to change. And to change, you got to change. Like if you Does don't, she want to change? No, she doesn't. She's just, and like we talked about it yesterday, like she's just okay being okay. Yeah. And you know what? That's okay if you're okay being okay. But that's okay if you're okay being okay. It's okay. Yeah. Okay? Okay. I said okay a lot of times. But... Going back to the concept of happiness and I was mentioning, and this is from my own life experience. So like for you, it might be completely different, but 
you know, I feel like happiness, it's not, it's a state that we always strive to achieve. So I feel like if, you know, like your environment is not constantly improving, if your productivity is not always improving, if your level of contribution is not always increasing, and, you know, if you don't constantly practice gratitude, then are you increasing your threshold of cultivating happiness? Probably not. So then we're actually, it's interesting because we were literally talking like everything that I'm telling you guys right now, we we're just talking about, you know, just analyzing the situation. And I'm like, do you think that a person can actually be fully fulfilled and happy if they're just not pursuing all these things at the same time? And she's like, no. And I was like, okay, I don't either, but you know, Again, these are just the thoughts that go through my head. You know, I would like an outsider view as well. It's not our job to say what makes you happy. No. But if you want to increase your level of happiness and generate more for yourself, it's an internal thing. No external thing is going to, like possession, is going to give you a lasting unbreakable happiness. Mm -hmm. You get a new car. Oh, it makes me happy. Somebody hits it. Oh, now I'm not, you know, so these are ways to just generate from within an unbreakable kind of happiness that you have full control over. But positive environment is super important because, you know, like you become a byproduct of your environment. And if your environment is, you know, just not in alignment with happiness, it doesn't cultivate, you know, like a certain level of productivity, like I'm going to give you guys an example. I know that I'm so sensitive to the environment that I'm in for better or for worse for so many reasons. So like yesterday, like you handled the kitchen like a boss and I handled the office like a boss because for me, the place where I spend the most time in is the office. And if my office does not allow me to like, if my office is not clean, if there is shit around me, like boxes, like trash, dirt, boogies, hair, like I can't think straight. So, you know, like it affects my level of productivity. Or for example, you know, like let's say food in the kitchen. I only have clean food in my house. Why? Because like my subconscious feeds to those things and I realize how sensitive I am. And again, one of the reasons why we're moving to Miami, because we want to be surrounded by, you know, like high performers, like to an extreme degree. And we know that, you know, if that's what we surround ourselves with, then our standards by default are going to increase as well. I want to share a story. And when you start to become aware of this, like people's language and how they're speaking with you to themselves, about themselves, to other people, about other people, about events or circumstances, you know, you start to like really hear it. And so if you're trying to create the most positive environment for yourself, now we'd be lying if we said you should be positive all the time, 100% of the time. The reason that we like negativity exists is because for some reason it's necessary. I don't know why, but I think that all the things that exist that we are aware of 
are here for a reason. Now, I don't know what negativity's reason would be, but I believe it goes back to the conversation of resistance and it being here to destroy you. But when you think about, when you start, just become aware today, become aware of your language. Is it positive? Is it uplifting? Is it encouraging? Is it, you know, limiting, limiting, or is it, woe is me? Are you complaining? Is, are you, you know, like, and then start to listen to the other things that you hear. Is this positive or is this negative? When we went to get our hair done, we got it done at a different place because we went to Miami. California was all shut down. I absolutely love the girl that was doing my hair here in California, but we're moving. So we need to find a new people, right? So got my hair done and I like it done the way it was done in California better, but I still like how it was done. They called me, the hair salon called me, which I appreciated. And they said, Hey, just wanted to get your, you know, like kind of like a review on, you know, how your experience was and you know, your hair and do you like it and whatnot. And I was like, I was like, you know what? And when we were walking out that day, you scheduled another appointment. I didn't, I didn't for a reason. And they called me probably because I didn't schedule an appointment mm-hmm. because I don't think they called you. They called me. I didn't oh, they pick did. up. I was okay. in the mouth of But they called me and they said, how was your experience? I said, you know what? I love the way my hair was done. I'm, I'm very satisfied with, you know, the cut color or whatever. My personality just didn't match with the person that was doing my hair. And I said, that's nobody's fault because I'm not here to like be negative towards anybody. But the whole time I was communicating with this hairstylist to get her to be more positive. Like I wanted to bring her, everything was like this happened and then that happened and oh my gosh and life's terrible and uh, this thing and then that thing. And the whole time I'm like, so what are your favorite things to do right here? You know, and I'm like asking her questions to get her to talk about shit she likes. Cause all she's talking about is what's not going well. And it was so, I was like, I can't get my hair done and I can't be sitting like captive in a chair for three hours listening to that. So I was doing my best to create positive conversation. Cause I was like, this is not going to work. I'm going to walk out of this chair with the fucking superhero cape on and foil in my hair because it was either that or I'm going to turn this conversation around. So I turned the conversation around, but you know, surrounding yourself with people who think, you know, this is what's good side of the spectrum rather than all bad, 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 bad. I don't know why, but it seems so much easier to complain and think about all the things that are not going right or the things that we don't want to happen. I think it depends on the environment that you're in. And how you train your brain. Because no longer do I talk about as much the things that I don't want. Sometimes it still slips out of my mouth, but I try to flip that script even. If you're talking about, I don't want to get fat. I had that same conversation with Heather Z yesterday. I'm like, stop talking about what you don't want. Yeah. Flip it around and talk about the only the things that you want. Because if you talk about the things that you don't want, Heather, I see that you're here. That's why I mentioned your name. And we used to do that too. But like, again, words are a manifestation. So if you talk about what you don't want, you're attracting what you don't want. 
And is it any wonder why you keep on spinning in circles around the same thing? So what you focus on expands, you need to focus on positive things only. However, I would say that because it is rare to have people like in your life who are just like so positive all the time and worry and like when you're around them, you feel like you're tipping through the tulips and you just want to do like badass shit. That is why, you know, so many people are like so negative and they don't even realize that. Like I used to be that way. I used mm -hmm. to be so negative and I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I started inserting myself with better people and I became more positive and I, you know, I felt more productive with my life. And then it's like I got into an even better environment and I was more productive. And it's like the cycle Just continues and continues and continues and continues. And by the way, that's why we're doing like ENS live, you guys. So that you guys can literally be immersed, immersed physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually in a positive environment, you know, and the power of that. I always interrupt you. Yeah. And you interrupted me. It makes me feel really good that you did that because now I'm not the only one. I didn't even realize that. I know. I never realize when I do it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry, <laughs> but it's okay. I just wanted to put, um, you know, a tally on the record board for the score that nobody's keeping. Yeah. You're like, you're so right. And this is your opportunity to become aware right now that you're hearing about it. Because if you don't know, now, you know, hmm. so this is your opportunity to say, okay, wow, let me start paying attention. Mm -hmm. And it's not just the words that you say. Because what you think is what you say. And what you say is what you do and what you do becomes your legacy. Our mentor, Brandon Dawson, says that probably every single day, multiple times a day. It's true. And it's true. So it starts with your thoughts. Think positively. Think about the outcome you want, not the outcome you don't want. Think about the direction you want to go, not what you're running away from. Mm-hmm. And this is your opportunity now to become aware because awareness is the only way you have the ability to then move forward. Awareness and then action. Yeah. And you just get better and better. It's like a muscle. Yeah. And you got to practice it. You got to work on it. You got to flex it. There's still times where I say, oh, I don't want this to happen. And I catch myself. And most of the time now I catch it before it comes out of my mouth. And it comes out of my mouth the way I need it to. But there's still some times where I start saying it and I'm like, ah, and then I got to turn it around. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just something you work on, something you practice and get better at. Yeah. And the last thing is having low tolerance for negativity. Mm. You guys, you get what you tolerate. And if you tolerate more negativity, again, we just talked about environment. If you tolerate more negativity, by default, you're going to be more negative you're, and you're going to be more negative and you're not even going to realize it. And that is the power of environment because the power of environment will raise your standards or will lower it without even you realizing it. I guarantee you, each and every one of you guys, that if you were to live with us for six months, your entire life would be transformed. I don't care what obstacles you think you have in your way. An entire weekend will change your life. Right? Because you become who you surround yourself with. 
So, you know, pay very close attention to those tiny details because they make a huge impact. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you tolerate more negativity. I don't care who it's from, your boss, your kids, your whatever. Just your hairdresser. Re just remember, just remember that your life happens to you because of you. You tolerate more of your boss's bullshit, you're going to be more negative. You're going to think more negative thoughts. You're going to keep on self-sabotaging. Yes, but you can change that. You don't have to tolerate it. But in order for you to do that, you have to get clear on what is it that you want. And that goes under productivity. So remember that. To cultivate happiness, focus on gratitude, having a sense of contribution, increasing productivity, surrounding yourself in a positive environment and having lower tolerance for negativity. And by the way, it's not something that you can like change overnight. It happens like goes over years and decades and it continuously evolves. You know, people think that life is this before and after photo. No, mm. life is not a before and after photo. It's like a loophole that if you do it right, it kind of goes like this and goes up incrementally have you been reading ray dalio yes i have it's great see i surround my mind with big thinkers yeah 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 what a great topic i think that's it okay somebody said something and i really want to challenge you so somebody asked what if you can't get away from a negative person is that the truth though that's why i want to challenge her Charlotte, what do you mean you can't, you can't get away from a negative person? Let's just create a scenario because it lags. If I've got a negative person in my life, let's think about the people that you, one might think you can't get away from. A child that belongs to you, a spouse, mm -hmm. perhaps a family member. Mm -hmm. Somebody, maybe you've been in a relationship for a very long time, your BFF from high school. These are people that are difficult to end relationships with. Now the child is a different one, but you, it is your duty and obligation to be the leader of the child. So that is on you. And I would just challenge, I would say the challenge is to change the thinking, change the thought process of the child and probably if they're being negative then they've seen it from somewhere else now if it's not a child and it's a spouse that might be a difficult relationship to get away from but that doesn't mean you can't you guys you have a choice every day you have a choice and just because something is hard doesn't mean that it's impossible and that's why like these conversations are so important and, you know, implementing all of this and talking about this is so important because like so many people don't realize that you have a choice. Yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, it could be overwhelming at the beginning, but it's not that you actually can't. It could be more complicated, but yes, you can. She said ex-husband with three kids. I mean, depending on the relationship or the agreement that you have, right? I'm guessing that there's, you know, pick up and drop off or transfer of some kind with the kids is what I'm guessing is why you can't get away from 
However, you can edit the amount of communication that you have with that person Mm -hmm. and you can make it strictly business. Now that is a trickier one, but where there's a will, there is a way. And I haven't been in that situation. So I don't think I can actually speak into the exact how to's of that. All I can do is imagine, Hey, if I had to communicate with this person because it involves my children, how is there a way? Maybe I don't need to communicate with this person and I could communicate with somebody else that's communicating with this person because that has also happened with another person that we knew or that we know, but also no longer spend time with who had to have like a mediator between her and her husband for her kids. So, I mean, that's, I don't even know what you're talking about, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I want to bring something up that I feel like some of you guys might be at this point and it's important to talk about. You guys, and this is going to sound harsh, but I'm going to say it with love. Some of you guys have come to this page having already created, listen to this real quick, having already created so much baggage in your life that now things are going to be a lot, like a hundred times more complicated. Like for example, ex-husband with three kids, that's a lot more baggage. But that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't change it. It just means that the auditing process will one have to be more extreme and you are going to need to have a greater desire in order for it to change. And it could take longer simply because there is more baggage. Just like, let's say somebody who wants to lose a hundred pounds. It's not that you can't have a six pack. You just have so much baggage to get rid of. And your willingness to want to change is going to have to be way greater in order to achieve that than most people. And it's going to have to take more time just because there is an increased amount of baggage. But I feel like because most people, they don't set goals. They're not focusing on being productive. They're just focusing on the immediate a result of things, they never actually get ahead in life because they think about, oh, well, it can change next week. And this is what happened for however many years. So they now limit themselves and they think that, you know, like they can't achieve it. That's not true. Your level of willingness has to be way high and you have to be willing to put in the work for quite a bit of time. Mm -hmm. But because people, you know, have... We talked about patience because people are impatient. You know, they end up using words like can't when in fact you're just, no, you're not willing to put in the work for that long. Anything in life is possible. Some people carry a lot more baggage than others. For example, let's say if you've been married for 30 years and now you fell in love with somebody else, or maybe you just want to have a change in your life. Or maybe you just have no tolerance for that person anymore. That doesn't mean that you can't pack up your shit and go. You can, especially if you live in this country. Now, if you live in a Muslim country, you might be stoned to death. So I would say you still, so I would say you still can, but you know, like the outcome is actually going to be way worse. The consequences are more severe. Yeah. People use the word can't too loosely because the consequences are too heavy for them to think that they actually have a choice. Yes. Can't means won't. 
Next time you want to use the word can't, replace it with am not willing to blank. Am not willing to do whatever it is that I need to do to get the result. There is no can't. I would say do or don't. There is no can't. It's like your level of willingness to get creative to figure out how can you. Everything is a choice. Some things come with greater or lesser consequences, but there's a consequence to every choice. Mm -hmm. Every single choice. The consequence of me putting this handsome guy on my lap is that I'm going to have hairy ass pants when he gets off. But I'm okay with that consequence. But this was a great question. And I really hope that this helps you guys. You know, sometimes think like if you carry baggage, that's okay. We all carry baggage to some degree. And that's why we talk about this. Like, you know, if you find value in this conversation, share it with somebody so that the baggage won't add up. Look, the more baggage adds up, the longer it's going to take to change it. Now, you could change anything, but first you have to accept and then you have to acknowledge and then you have to act upon it. So imagine if you have a baggage that like a bag of trash that weighs a 100 pounds, it's going to take more time for that trash to disintegrate versus a bag of 10 pounds. And you can apply to your weight loss. You can apply to your financial life. You can apply to your relationship. You can apply to whatever. But... Until you learn to accept that you are in charge of changing it and you can, most people lack ownership. So they stop by saying, I can't, it's impossible. Well, you're never going to with that fucking attitude. Can't, Just saying. Can't is like the easy way out. I can't. It's the easy way out. The back door. And this is the problem with society too. Because people are so scared to tell you the truth, mm. they will be willing to tolerate your bullshit. So let's say if somebody has hypothyroidism, okay? Because your thyroid is messed up, okay? And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because nowadays it's a very common condition among women because you've eaten shit for 30 or 40 years. Your thyroid's like, fuck you. So now, you know, like shit goes like out the window. It's most of the hypothyroid cases. Yes. And like society just like, you know, like accepts the fact that if you have hypothyroidism, you're going to be fat and you should accept being fat. And no wonder you're fat. You've accepted. So you stopped working towards it. And your actions like, will follow. If you, if somebody told you that you're going to be fat, why should you go put in the work if you believe it? Why should you go out of your way to eat clean? You're like, fuck it. I'm already fucked up anyways. So I might as well enjoy life. And that's why we come in and we're like, Fuck this shit. Yes, it's going to take you longer. Who gives a fuck? But you can. Shout out to Tiffany Hughes. She's below 200 pounds. Dude, Turtis the Curtis. It's been longer than it would take for a normal person. Turtis the Curtis. Whatever. It's taken longer than it would take the normal person because of your hormonal condition. However, that doesn't make it impossible, it's, dude. It's only impossible if you believe it's impossible. Yeah. And most people just end that impossible. Okay, so now I'm going to give up. Great. 
now your baggage is going to be way worse. Or you try, but you don't actually believe. So all your efforts are doing nothing. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Everything's a choice. You guys, if you found value in today's conversation, do us a favor and please, please, please share it with somebody who will benefit from listening to this. I feel like we've covered topics that could be implemented into so many areas of life, whether it's your friend who keeps on eating donuts because the doctor told her that she has hypothyroidism, so she takes her medication and then she treats her body like garbage even more because she's already messed up, so let's mess shit up even more. Or, you know, maybe it's somebody who's been in a shitty marriage and she's like, it's like every time you, you call her up, all you hear is negativity, negativity, negativity. And ever since you've joined the page, you're like, I think I'm going to stop being friends with that person because she's just full of shit and she needs to be out of it. And if she's not going to be out of it, then I'm going to be out of it. But anyways, whoever will benefit from listening to this, do us a favor and please, please, please share it with them you guys, because these are powerful conversations that are, that are here to make a difference on this planet. We're here to tell you guys the truth, the uncomfortable truth that most people are not willing to share with you if they know it. But the reality is that most people are not willing to accept it because accepting it means that you now have to take responsibility yes. to show up in a certain way. Yes. Hmm. Yes, you got to get real with yourself. And when you get real with yourself, now when you don't live up to that realness, that new standard, now that you are aware of, you have accountability. Yeah. You have a standard. And now if you don't live up to it, you feel worse. So you'd rather just not acknowledge that it's a possibility. Because that's the hard route. But guess what? Nobody got to the top. There's no easy route to the top. There's no easy path to success, however you define it. Because there's a lot of resistance on the way. And you have to know how to overcome that resistance. And you have to be willing to get uncomfortable and take the necessary action to keep going through, even in the midst of the resistance. Okay, you guys, so please, 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 if you're watching this on YouTube, then please also hit the subscribe button um, and share your love. If you are listening to this on podcast, then please leave us a review and subscribe to us as well. You guys, if you don't know this by now, we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. We're here to make a positive impact on your life because we know that you need this. We know that the world needs it. And you know what? Regardless of how long it's going to take us, we are going to get there. And then we're going to 10x that. Why? Because it's our duty and obligation. So if you found value in this, please, please, please help this mission pay it forward by sharing it with somebody who this conversation will make a positive impact on today. You guys, we hope that you have a beautiful day and week ahead and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Aaron and Sarit.